Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents, and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload, and of course, increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so, so, so pleased that you're here. If we haven't met yet, hi, my name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm. And uh, yeah, today I want to talk with you about, you know, one of the things that I did that you can do too, that really helped me shift in my private practice. So I can't remember if I shared this with you or not, but recently well, I did share this bit, but <laughs> recently, like uh, the week before last, oh no, it was last week, I had the launch for uh, the next round of clients on demand, okay? And, you know, the numbers far exceeded uh, what my goal was. But the other thing that happened was this week, we, not we, I, opened the doors to my brand new memberships. So uh, one of those is called the Private Practice Success Hub and the other one is the Private Practice Inner Circle. And uh, anyway, they just kind of exploded as well. I think we've got 50 people now and new people coming in all of the time. Um, So it's been really, really exciting. But I wanted to share with you because somebody was asking me, They didn't want to know the step by step. They just kind of wanted to know, you know, did I do anything spiritually (laughs) that helped me create this outcome in the private practice? And you know what? I did. And so I want to share that with you today because it I believe that it did make such a huge difference. Uh, so basically my business had hit a plateau in terms of um, how many people I was able to help. You know, I was trading my, people talk about this all the time, I know, but I was actually trading time for energy and all of that sort of stuff, time for money. Um, and I got to a point where, because I have the two groups, the Counselors Connect Australia group and the Australian Counselors in Private Practice Online group, um, people were reaching out, wanting more and more support. And I was finding myself stretched. And anyway, so I decided to switch from a one-to-one model and scale that right back so that I can spend more time in a one-to-many model. Okay. So that was my decision. Uh, That was what I put the wheels in motion for. That's what I set up and that's what was recently launched. However, prior to all of this happening, I had been working with coaches uh, for, well, the last four or five years now. And all coaches work differently, all help with different things, all of that sort of stuff. And um, I guess, you know, last year, I joined this really high level mastermind. And I was so excited because I believed that by Um, being around all these people who were doing much better than I was in terms of achieving my goals um, that 
I would learn and it might rub off on me, but that wasn't actually what happened. Um, I did make some changes, but there wasn't anything huge that really happened to the income, the turnover, the clientele I was working with. There wasn't anything really significant that changed. Um, but it was still, yeah, it was still worth it um, for other reasons. However, the thing that really changed for me was first off reassessing where my energy was in terms of the masculine and the feminine. Now, I hadn't done an assessment for my energy in such a long time because I just thought that I had a good level of self-awareness and that I knew where my energy was. However, I just thought one day, I wonder where my energy is right now. I wonder where my energy is these days. And what I discovered was that I had been heavily in the feminine, meaning I was creating lots and lots of things and putting lots and lots of things out there, uh, but I wasn't actually finishing a lot. Like I would make up these things and I would share them with my audience, but then I wouldn't do anything else with them. They would just like kind of go into Dropbox or they would just stay in a folder in Canva and, you know, they'd only be shared once sort of thing. And then I was going on and creating the next thing and then the next thing. And so I was constantly over the last um, while in a state of creation. And I thought because I was doing pretty things on Canva and I was making all of these resources that, you know, I was, I, I confused being busy and doing all of the things with, you know, I must be on the right track. So I was making progress in some areas of the business, but not in the areas that uh, were really significantly important to me, more so since taking on a caring role um, in my family. So uh, I did this reassessment. And for any of you that are interested, I have got a copy of the assessment in Clients on Demand. So if you're a Clients on Demand member, it's in your member portal. And I shared it in our uh, Facebook group this morning. So you can have a look at that and see where your energy sits. But what I realized was that, yeah, I've been mostly in the feminine and I needed to get out of there and get into the masculine. The other thing I realized about myself is sometimes when I don't know what I'm doing, I just allow myself to busy myself with other tasks or um, distracting myself by being creative. Um, so anyway, what I did after that assessment was I sat back and I thought, okay, if I did have structure, if I did have steps, if it were a linear approach, what would that look like? Um, and I allowed myself to be in that masculine space. And as a result of that, I was then able to plan a launch that turned out to be a successful launch. I was able to plan that out ahead of time. I knew exactly what I was doing on each day. I was prepared. I was organized. I had checklists. Things were ticked off, all of that sort of stuff. Um, however, I also knew that it wasn't going to be just for me about now allowing myself to lean more in the masculine. I also knew I needed to connect energetically um, with the field of possibilities, right? <laughs> so I know some of you understand about unified field theory, but um, for those of you who might be a new term for in quantum physics, 
we talk about there being what's called a unified field and within the unified field so think of I imagine it to be like space or like like a galaxy but it's just energy and you can't see it Um, but the idea is that there are unlimited possibilities for you in that unified field that means that at any given moment in time doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing um, there are other versions of you that are living limitless possibilities now if you understand and you agree <laughs> or follow that you know we are energetic people that you know our emotions have energy our thoughts have energy our behaviors have energy we have our own vibe we have our own frequency we connect through vibe we connect through energy we connect through frequency then you also believe that there are these limitless versions of you out there in the ether somewhere right maybe not physical versions of you, but energetic versions or concepts of you. And so what I did was I started allowing myself to tune into the version of me that was running a successful launch. And the way that I did that was through meditation. And I did it every single night for about a month leading up to my launch. And I still do it now. And, um, I allow myself to, you know, close my eyes, follow the meditation, and then I imagine that there's a version of me already living her best life in her business, um, and I just be a fly on the wall, and I watch what that version of Brooklyn is doing, and I ask myself, what's that version of Brooklyn doing that allows her to have a successful launch, that allows her to increase her turnover, that allows her to increase like I increased my monthly recurring revenue because that's my big thing at the moment monthly recurring revenue but I increased my monthly recurring revenue by five thousand dollars and I did that in three days so it didn't happen by magic it happened by me having the masculine strategy but also by tuning in to the possible you know the possibility that version of me who's already doing it And looking at, well, what's she doing? How did she achieve it? What does her day look like? And I went there every single night and I was just a fly on the wall. And sometimes I would like, I know it's going to sound so weird. I know it sounds so weird, but I would just imagine myself looking over her shoulder and looking at, you know, what was on her desktop? What was she doing? Was she scrolling through her social media? Was she on Excel mapping out steps in a pretty spreadsheet? Um, Was she on her email? Like, what was she doing? I wanted to look at her vision board. So I allowed myself to, in my mind, just sort of move around in her office in her space I wanted to look what books were on her bookshelf what crystals were on her desk what tea was she drinking what incense was she burning what clothes was she wearing um what was her mantra what was her motto um and I think it was by tuning into this version of myself that was already doing it um what I think happened was over time over those four weeks I think I just started in a way morphing into that version of me that was already doing the things to have the outcome for example I noticed that um 
one of the things I started to do was I struggle with morning routines, right? Because, you know, I'm groggy in the morning. It takes me a good hour to get going. I've got to drink all this coffee. (laughs) Not really. I just love coffee. But you know what I mean? Like I've got, I'm not going to sit down and do my tarot cards first thing in the morning. But I looked at what she did and you know, she would do other things like she had a spray, like a mist of Palo Santo and she walked into her study and she just spritzed around the study with that and then put it away. And I thought, hey, I've got Palo Santo and I'm not using it. So I can do that. So I found myself starting to do these little things that she was doing. I noticed when I looked over her shoulder that she didn't have a million tabs open. She had one or two tabs open at a time. So that's what I did. I noticed that she had boundaries around her email and she was checking her email minimally, like once a week. So however long ago it was now, I think six weeks ago it would be now, I put a autoresponder on my email to say, hey, this email's checked once a week. (laughs) Um, And guess what? The sky didn't cave in. Nothing bad happened. Um, I get less emails and it's great. And the other thing I noticed in her email box was as soon as she um, checked her email, she'd go through. And if there were things there that she didn't remember subscribing to, on the spot, she'd just go unsubscribe, unsubscribe. So I started to do that too. Um, there were things I saw on her like whiteboard and she was tracking her numbers visually. She had like little graphs on her whiteboard. So now I've gone and made little graphs for myself so I can check things every single day. I also noticed that she uses Stripe, like I I use Stripe too, but she was going deep into her Stripe account, looking at um, things I hadn't really been looking at. Like there's this new report function on Stripe that allows you to um, project your figures. Well, she'd activated that. I hadn't. So that's now activated for me and I get all this extra information and it's really useful. I noticed that she has a mentor and she's not afraid to go to her mentor and ask for guidance. So I started going to my new mentor asking for guidance and I saw that my mentor um, enjoys helping me, that I wasn't being a pain, that I wasn't burdening her and that I wasn't bothering other people in our mastermind because they started saying things on my post like, oh my gosh, this was so helpful. I've been struggling with this too um, and stuff like that. So It actually worked out really, really well learning that I can ask for help. I don't have to limit how many times I request support or guidance. Um, I noticed that that version of me was implementing the guidance. So I started implementing the guidance instead of questioning it, thinking there must be a different way, wondering if there was a better way. No, I just did what that version of me does. She asks for the help, she gets the feedback and then she does what she's told to do. So I started to do that too. I allowed myself to be led. I very much like to be in charge of what I'm doing, like to be in control of my day, like to be in control of the business. It's hard for me to ask for help myself, let alone actually take somebody else's advice. But I allowed myself to do it. And as a result of that, this launch, you know, it was like 300% increase on um, enrollments for clients on demand, for example, more than um, 
that was one thing. Like other people were launching their memberships to, you know, crickets or maybe a, a few people. I opened mine to 50 members within like a 48-hour period and it continues to grow now. Um, all this sort of stuff, like... It was really by allowing myself to tune into that version of me. And this is the other thing, like it, I want to say it's just a meditation, but it's not. You've got to allow yourself time because it, for me, it did feel weird. Like I felt awkward and clunky. Like I didn't really know what I was meant to be doing in terms of connecting with that version of me that was living in the unified field that was in the realm of what was possible. I really didn't know what to do. So I started by just allowing myself to observe that version. And then I was kind of shy about it, but then as the nights progressed, you know, the more I entered this meditation, the more curious I became. And so I started to step a little bit closer to her, a little bit closer to her. I ended up opening up her desk drawers, <laughs> looking at her whiteboard, looking at her shelf, looking at how she sets things out. I, you know, and in the end, I was talking to her and I was asking her, how did you do it? Like, how, and what's next? And all of this sort of stuff. And now it's become a nightly practice where I love to go and see that next level version of myself and get that guidance and then I implement it, right? So I wake up in the morning and, well, this is the other thing that I think was also instrumental. When I'm coming out of that meditation, um, I come into a new body, so to speak, I allow myself to feel like I'm coming into a new body, feel like I'm coming into a new environment, feel like I'm coming into a new room, feel like I'm coming into a new space. Because do you know what? When I do that, it makes it feel real. It makes it feel like, okay, I am now stepping into that version of myself. Um, you know, I wake up differently to the woman I was when I went to sleep that night if that makes sense. I know this is probably all sounding like crazy, but um, I just want to be totally transparent with you. Like this is what I'm doing. And I think it was really by allowing myself to get curious about an identity and then allowing myself to look at how do I step into that new identity? How do I become that version of myself? And just then allowing it to happen I think really it was a combination of embodying this new identity through that meditation process, as well as leaning into the masculine structures that allowed me to have this big shift in my private practice. I feel like I've now broken through that plateau. Um, and so if you're feeling like you're in a plateau, I hope that this is making sense for you because um, I want you to be able to see that you can break through it as well. And one of the resources that I use that really, really helped me with this, and I did mention it, I think last session, session, last podcast episode, sorry, we're not in session, are we? Um, was a meditation by Dr. Joe Dispenza called Tuning Into New Potentials. That was the one that I really think helped me so much. I mean, 
as with anything, right, you've got to be willing and open, otherwise it's never going to work. So I think that helped. And then the other thing that really, really helped me was um, brown noise. Now, you've heard of white noise and you've heard of pink noise or brown noise uh, operates at a different frequency. And because my mind always is thinking about a million things at once, (laughs) um, I can be working on something, yet my mind is somewhere else. And I really want to stop doing that so that I can focus more. Uh, And so I found brown noise to be very, very helpful. It sounds kind of like static, And I just stream it on YouTube. There's one that I stream, it goes for eight hours. um, And I just stream that in the background and it's fine. Like I don't even notice it, but I think it has really helped me calm my mind down a little bit. And I don't know, maybe this is just coincidence, but I feel like Gabe is calming down with the brown noise as well. Who knows? Um... Anyway, so aside from the strategy, you know, this particular person in our group asked me, what did I do from an energetic slash spiritual perspective to be able to get these results and break through my plateau? And this was how I did it. Um, The other thing that I've done, and I always ask my clients to do this as well, is when something works out well for them, And for me, I always want to write down exactly what I was doing at that time or what I did that caused that good result, that caused that positive outcome, because I want to be able to replicate it. I know, I know, 14 years at university learning to be a psychologist, it's the scientist practitioner in me. It's all about how do we replicate this? Um, not standardize it. I don't want to standardize my approach, but I do want to replicate it um, so that I can then teach it to everybody else and so that I can uh, implement it myself next time there's a launch or an event or something like that. So I have written down absolutely everything that I was doing, thinking, feeling, who I was being uh, during that you know, four to six week period. So I've got that in my pocket for next time. And I guess the proof will be in the pudding, won't it? Like, let's see if it, if it can happen again. (laughs) Um, Hopefully it can. Uh, Anyway, about the membership. So there's a private practice success hub. It's a mini, mini, mini membership. It's a micro membership. And in that, you get um, a live call once a month. You get a one-hour training once a month that can be counted towards your professional development for the year. Um, You have access to that training for 72 hours, and then it moves into the inner circle for good. Um, You also get a whole host of resources that are really, really invaluable for you when you're starting a private practice. In fact, Someone sent me a message about it. Let me just bring it up for you because I think it will help you to hear it. Where is it? Nope, that's not it. Um, No, that's not it. Here it is. 
Um, so one of the members in the group sent me a message and she said, oh my gosh, Brooklyn, I can't believe all these resources are out there and I had no idea about it. It would be great if you should offer a workshop to counselling universities and colleges. I know that I was asking my professors all of these questions and more in my final year. Thank you for putting all the answers in one place. So that's that. Um, so yeah, do feel free to come along. It's $7 a month, um, which is totally worth it. <laughs> uh, I'll put the link in the comments section for you in case you want to join. You can cancel at any time. There are no contracts or anything like that. But um, there is a community that's attached to it that people tend to find really, really helpful as well. You don't have to be in the Facebook group if you don't want to. That's totally fine too. Um, there will be new resources added to the members portal as we go along. Um, but I don't want you to feel overwhelmed either. My, my idea with putting together the members portal for people who are new to private practice was to help them have a really quick win, to give them no fluff. I just wanted to say, right, if I had to do my time over again, this is what I would need in order to get started. And I didn't put anything superfluous, frivolous, whatever in there. I just put the absolute essentials. So you can jump in there and grab those. Um, if you want to be in the inner circle, you can go on the wait list because the doors for that are shut now um, as other doors to clients on demand. But there's a wait list for that as well. So if you want to be on those wait lists, just let me know. You can reach out to me anytime on uh, Messenger on Facebook or on Instagram at The Private Practice Coach. So I hope this was a super duper helpful episode. Um, thank you very much for listening to it. And I will catch you on Wednesday. Um, have a beautiful weekend, everyone. Bye for now. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world.